a monument or a footprint. Yo, what is up, everybody? This is Tony Flo. Listening to Morning Joe with Tony Flo. Hey, we're going to check this out, all right? A monument or a footprint? Which one are you making? Let's think about that a little bit. We're going to dive into this quote that I came across, inspired this uh, episode, so to say. But we're also going to look at a couple other things, too, here that I think uh, greatly affect this. Um, greatly affect this. But so we're going to check it out, and we're going to dive into it. So let's do this thing. A monument or a footprint? Let's do this thing. It's Morning Joe with Tony Flo. All right, all right, all right, let's do this thing. So, yo, I got to say, missed last week. I had some other things going on, got some family obligations. My family wanted to spend some extra time, so we did that. And uh, hopefully you're like me, and you put your family first um, before all else. So that's what I did, and I hung out with my son, hung out with my wife. We had a grand, grand time together, and I hope you guys take some time to do that too because that is vitally important to do. All right, moving on. Let's do this thing. So we were talking about monuments and footprints, right? Monuments and footprints. But first, before I get into the quote that really kind of inspired this episode, I want to check out the one thing this is the one thing that there's that what I'm going to talk about here is going to really boil down to okay and that is how you think how you think because how you think you're going to you're you're a victim of your thoughts depending on how you think but we're going to we're going to look at that um but okay let me get into the quote let me I'm just kind of I'm getting anxious here we're going to get into the quote okay it's by William Faulkner he says there are not monuments but footprints. A monument only says, at least I got this far, while a footprint says, this is where I was when I moved again. Mm. Mm Mm-hmm. A monument says I only made it this far, but a footprint says I was here when I decided to move. Okay, that's what he's saying here. So if we look at how we think, and we're going to look at uncomfortable workplace situations and we're gonna look at monuments and footprints and you're saying yo tony flow seriously like how are you putting this together all right just listen in just listen in okay we gotta think about how we think because we cannot become emotionally incontinent emotionally incontinent now if you're in the medical field like my wife is and you hear the word incontinent you're like oh gosh it's uncontrollable bowels well Somewhat similar, okay? We don't want to be emotionally incontinent. I've talked about that before in previous episodes and all that stuff. But we have to control and understand the way we think. And we have to learn how to focus on the right things. Okay, so I came across some statistical data here. I came across some stats about the workplace and uncomfortable situations in the workplace. A little bit, a little, some, some fun here. Going to have a little bit of fun here. So... Listen to these and see if you find yourself in one of these buckets, okay? And uh, and we're just going to have a little bit of fun with this. So some of the key findings that research that was done by uh, Udemy, Udemy, Ud- yeah, Udemy, U-D-E-M-Y. You've probably seen some of their ads on YouTube and whatnot, have you? I know going through college, I saw a couple of their videos on YouTube. Super helpful. Um, good stuff. Udemy. Um, did a research, okay, on, on workplace and and 
uncomfortable workplace situations and all that stuff. So here's a couple of the findings. Too much physical contact in the workplace. 51% believed hugging does not belong in a professional environment, while 31% received an unwelcome hug in the workplace. Have you ever, I mean, I don't hug in the workplace. I, I, that's just, that's all I'm saying. I, I just don't do it. But have you? I don't, I don't know. That's what the, what the research says. Here, right, here's another one. Inappropriate communication methods are commonplace. Okay, so 41% have witnessed bullying in the workplace, while 37% believe that their coworkers are too informal on workplace chat or messaging. Now, I know that's com- that's kind of become a lot more common now because we're using, you know, uh, like business chat flat- platforms, right? Like Microsoft Teams and that kind of stuff. A lot more common now to see more conversations going on in those kind of uh, settings. And now 37% believe that their coworkers are too informal on workplace chat or messaging. I wonder if that number's gone up since then. This was done in 2019, I believe it was. So just before the pandemic hit. All right, last thing we're checking out here. Employees treat the workplace like their home. Oh, man, do you have a, do you have a coworker that does that? Maybe you do that. I don't know. But these are the two things that really uh, stuck out. The key findings that this study found, 66% believe that their coworkers shouldn't be allowed to bring pets to work. Now, I work in an office. I can't imagine having a dog like that's kind of a little bit on the hyper side or something. I, I, I don't know. Well, 66% found that, right? 65% believe that workout or athleisure clothes are not appropriate for work. Now, I can understand that, okay? You're in a professional environment. You're not going to wear a tank top to work. Um, gosh, even like a Under Armour, uh, you know, tightly fit. I mean, you know, that's kind of obvious. Man, I wonder now if this is referring more so to how females wear the spandex pants, a lot nowadays. That might be what it's referring to. I'm not sure. It doesn't give specifics, but I don't know. Can you, do you find yourself in any of those? Do you find yourself in any of those? Okay. So we talked about, we talked about huggers. We talked about non-huggers, right? We, we saw those statistics. Now look at these. It's this study set goes to find that there's a lot of, um, you know, and, and you could say this is a generational thing, but this study actually, the study actually says that that is not, the, the data doesn't show that this actually affects it as much as we believe it is between the two generational differences, right? Like Gen Xers and millennials and Gen Z, right? That stuff doesn't, it doesn't affect this data because of the, what they were able to gather in the research. But what it does say does, does affect this are personalities. Personalities affect this majorly, a majority of the data is all, or not data, but it, the majority of how this is influenced is because of people's individual personalities, not so much relies on generations, but personalities. So it says social butterflies actually set the tone in the workplace, right? It's kind of su- somewhat surprising because the survey shows that uh, it isn't really generational differences that are driving the disputes, but it's the personality. So, you know, the... The people who like to keep to themselves are more private at work and all that stuff across all age groups. doesn't matter who across all age groups and they just keep their work and their private lives private. But 
Unfortunately, the data shows that the highly social coworkers are actually setting the tone in the workplace environment. So lines are getting a little bit blurred here. Lines are getting a little bit blurred. So the last little piece of data I want to look at is social butterflies and the worker bees, okay? The worker bees, the people who are anti-huggers and and uh, the people who are pro-huggers. Now, this is how they... Uh, this is how they view it, okay? They're asked these questions or statements to say true or false, whatever have you. One says, I believe my coworkers are too informal on workplace chat or messaging. Well, the social butterflies said that they agreed with that 28%, while the worker bees, the people who are anti-huggers and find certain behaviors less appropriate for work, say that they believe their coworkers are too informal on workplace chat or messaging 45% of the time. The next one, I think my coworkers gossip too much at work. Social butterflies say eh, 47% of the time, while the anti-huggers or worker bees say 58% of the time they think their coworkers gossip too much at work. And lastly, I feel uncomfortable when coworkers talk about their romantic relationships. Oh man, I you know, where I'm gonna get into that one because I tell you what, <clears throat> I have a group of females that work behind me, and I can I can relate to this one a little bit. I feel uncomfortable when coworkers talk about their romantic relationships. Okay, forty percent, forty percent of the worker bees say they feel uncomfortable, while only twenty two percent said the social uh, the social butterfly said that they were uncomfortable when coworkers talk about their romantic relationships. So you can kind of see here. Social butterflies are always on the less of the percentile here that they feel uncomfortable when these situations arise at work, while the worker bees, the people who like keeping their life private, are more uncomfortable uh, than the social work, uh, social, social workers, social butterflies when it comes to these situations. Now, that's because, because of boundaries, right? People set these, they set boundaries. But what happens in the workplace is that these, so, you know, not everybody's going to have the same exact social, uh, boundaries, not going to have the same exact limits, and I'm not going to let people know this or that. Everybody has their own thoughts, right? So it's going to it's going to blur a bit. But what happens when when you have boundaries and lines that blur together, especially and specifically in the work environment, behavioral issues and stuff in the workplace actually impact business performance and it causes the because of the blurred lines it causes employees to be disengaged and unhappy and not look forward to work actually Gallup reports that unhappy actively disengaged employees cost US companies 450 billion to 550 billion per year that is a lot of money so Without boundaries, without lines being firmly established, without them being firmly established, it costs something. It costs the company something because they didn't say, hey, these are boundaries. This, this is what we do here. This is not what we do here. Then because those lines are blurred because of whatever, having all these different kinds of people, right? Because the lines are blurred it costs the company something it costs productivity right and it it uh and companies pay for it because of the disengaged the disgruntled employees that aren't comfortable now 
Let's get to the nitty-gritty, as Nacho Libre would say. Let's get to the nitty-gritty. A monument or a footprint. Let me say this quote one more time. They are not monuments, but footprints. A monument only says, at least I got this far, while a footprint says, this is where I was when I moved again. How do you make your goals? I know we're kind of, it seems like I'm switching up here, but listen, listen, because this is going to, this is going to greatly impact the way you think both of these things. And I'm going to explain that we're going to get there. How do you make your goals? Because a monument says, this is, I only made it this far. This is where I got to a boom. That's where I made it. But a footprint says, Hey, I was here, but now I moved over here, right? This is where I was when I decided to move a footprint. They say different things. Now, At some point in the road, we make a decision where that road forks. We are either going to go this way or we are going to go that way. Now, I think this is the point where we realize that we are tired of the way things are. We're just getting tired of it. But a decision to take one way over against the other is what this boils down to. Right, We're going to make a decision to take one way over the others where that fork in the road happens. Now, Johnny Bailey <clears throat> said, I'm sure that the bit of the road that most requires to be illuminated is the point where it forms. Where does that fork, where does that fork form in your life? Right, Decisions being made to... I'm going to do this, or I'm going to do this instead. I'm tired of the way things are. Where does that form? That's where it needs to be illuminated because the lightning flash that illuminates this fork is really the realization of how things are and a turning point marking the transition from the wide and easy road to the straight and narrow. There's a realization that happens where we are saying, look, this is how things are. And I need to make a turning point. I need to turn around. I need to do something different. There's a turning point that marks a transition from the wide and easy road where most go, mind you, to the straight and narrow and difficult road that not a lot take. Now, think about this because a monument, the difference between a monument and a footprint isn't just what I talked about here. It's all how you perceive it. I asked before I talked about the monument thing, how do you make your goals? Do you make them just to get there and you're like, oh, okay, did my goals. I lost 10 pounds. Yay. Or do you make goals that are going to continue to push you? Do you make goals that are going to be attainable for you or make it hard for you to attain so you can keep on pushing yourself? How do you create your goals? I mean, that's a curious question. I think that's a a thing that we got to think about. Now, if we take this into how we think, okay, I talked about the workplace uncomfortability, right? That is because the lines that are blurred when you have lines that are blurred and there aren't boundaries that are established you aren't going to establish those boundaries or it's harder to uphold what you believe when you are attacked in your mind when boundaries are not established and there's some assaults that come into your mind where are you going to turn to you don't have a line it's blurred 
right? It's going to cause you to be disgruntled. It's going to cause you to be like, and you're going to change. You're just going to go with how you feel. You're going to go with how you feel. And I talked about emotional contents, remember? All right. See, you see this kind of lining up now. You got to have boundaries. You got to have boundaries. And you got to understand. You got to learn how to think because you don't want to see things just as monuments, but you want to see them as footprints because you are continually moving forward, so to say. Monuments, think about the monuments in America, right? We have monuments to mark a point in our history or to uh, illuminate people who changed the future going forward to mark that spot and say, this is when it happened, right? This is when it happened. This is where we made it. This is how they did it. This is who it is that changed the course of whatever, right? We have monuments to represent that, to mark that transition. But is it a monument or is it a footprint in your life? How do you set your goals? It all depends on how you think. Boundaries are set depending on how you think. See where I'm going here? Yeah, you're you're like uncomfortable workplace situations and monuments and footprints and how you think. That don't line up. Well, I'll tell you what. I'm making sense of it right now. I think I, I mean, hey, I think I am. Are you with me? Are you, I, I'm telling you. How you think is important because you must be violent and aggressive with your thought life. Because if you are not, you're going to fall a victim to your thoughts. You're going to set, you're just going to let any thought that comes into your head control how you feel and how you react and how you respond to situations. Now, I talked about emotional incontinence. And that is true. You don't want to be emotionally incontinent because if you are, then you're just uncontrollably allowing your emotions to dictate how you feel, decisions you make, borders that you create. You're going to just let it run rampant in your mind and you can't have that. You can't have that because you have to have there you have to have the battle the war that is going on in your mind that you say i'm not going to allow these thoughts to control how i think the decisions that i make um, the boundaries that i set you can't allow your emotions to be involved in those situations because like the bible says you must take every thought captive take every thought captive you can't just let yeah, and, and and let me explain this, right? Take every thought captive. You are going to hold it prisoner according to the uh, according to the way you think. You're not gonna let it run rampant and let it do everything. You're not gonna let the the thought just run around and tell you what to do or or control your emotions. You have to con- make it. You have to take it into captivity. It's your prisoner. You're not the prisoner of it. You're not the victim of it. But you are holding that thought captive it is your prisoner and that is because you must do that in order to focus on the right things even the bible says that we must focus on the right things and hold every cap uh, every thought captive to the obedience of christ because of the importance of how you think you got to focus on the right things and the things that point out here things that are true don't focus on things that are lies you gotta, and that means you got to be able to pick out the things that are lies. That's a whole nother thing. I'm not going to go on that. You got to focus on the things that are true, noble, pure, and admirable. All of these things are the things that you must focus on, how you think. Because when you focus on these things, the boundaries you can establish firmly and clearly. 
you focus on something on the right things, you can establish the boundaries firmly. Okay? You got to control how you think. You make warfare in your mind and you tell those and you have to remember and you have to tell yourself those thoughts, you're not going to be a victim to it because it's all about how you think that determines if that's a monument or a footprint. It's how you think that determines what boundaries you're going to set for your life and or your family. It's all about how you think. All right, all right, everybody. That's what I got this week. I hope that made sense to everybody. went a little bit longer than I typically do, but you know what? I think that was some good material. I think that was a little bit meaty, a little bit hearty. Hey, don't forget to go check out the, uh, the, the website. Don't forget to check out the blog, some additional content, some more of my thoughts on this subject. Don't forget merchandise is coming soon. I've been talking with, uh, with some other people to try to help me get this thing going. And so you are going to start seeing it a bit more here and there, sprinkled here and there. So keep an eye out. I'm going to have some merch drop and you want to help support the podcast. Hey, even though you listeners over there in the UK, I see you guys. I see you in the UK. I see you. It's going to be available to ship worldwide. Don't worry. Don't worry. I know everybody's wondering. No, just play. Don't worry. It's going to be available. So if you guys are able to support the podcast, that is greatly appreciated. Don't forget to share this with a friend. Write a review. That greatly helps the podcast as well. Again, thank you, everybody. I hope everybody has a great week. Get up. Get after it. Go get some. Let's do this thing. Morning Joe with Tony Flo. I appreciate y'all. I'm out. <laughs>